This is Scotty Russell of Perspective Collective, and you're listening to Master of One Podcast. You can find me at perspective-collective.com. Welcome to this Sandbox episode of the Master of One Podcast, part two for this week. This week, we talked to photographer and paper illustrator at Focus Lab and host of the Manual Focus Podcast, Alicia Cologne. I'm Andrew, your master of art and design. I'm Patrick, your master of television and film. And I'm Luke, your master of toys and games. So get your scissors and your glue ready, because it's time to get crafty. I don't know what we're making. week's sandbox episode we're excited to talk to somebody who honestly this conversation is a long time coming way overdue Uh, but we're talking to photographer and paper illustrator at focus lab and host of the manual focus podcast ladies and gentlemen welcome our very very favorite person alicia cologne to the show yeah thank you guys so much for having me oh it's been way too long like can i tell you the first time that i met you now yes or like my first memory of you it was in, it was Creative okay. South. It was two years ago, and it was in the you lobby. You were wearing that blue blazer that you love so it much. It was the, with the shoulder pads. <laughs> it was the uh, lobby <laughs> of the uh, Marriott, and uh, the forefathers, whatever, they, they had those like, crazy sports coats, and they were like standing out there, and you went and took their picture. So you had three people like holding up iPhones yes. with their lights turned on, and then you like jumped up on a chair or something and snapped the photo. The photo turned out amazing. Um, but that is, that is my first memory of you was watching you snap that picture. Oh, that is exciting. I love that photo. It, I mean, because that, that was such a quintessential time for them because they sure. never literally have ever met. They worked together for all these years. Um, and so kind of being able to take that, you know, like maiden voyage portrait of them uh-huh. was super exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And Plus, it turned out killer because right, the lighting yeah. is not exactly ideal in that environment. And then, if you went and saw, the, if you go look at the photo, and I'll put it in the show notes, so people can see it. It looks like you're like in a studio or something. Like it's, yeah. it's better than any photo I've ever taken, um, <laughs> or will. Ever I realize take. that that isn't a good <laughs> reference point. <laughs> say that, that bar is real low. but anyway but i'll take it i'll take it patrick only takes photos on live photo and they're always in motion he's always just doing this as he takes it like are you on a trampoline when you're taking that it It looks like you're in the middle of your living room just stop moving and press the button that's um, amazing. All right. So we've uh, we've already div- you know diverted from the conversation, which yeah. I imagine will happen from time to time during this conversation because uh, you're so fun and uh, it's just going to happen. We need to embrace it, accept it, and move through it. But for everyone who doesn't know who you are, give them a quick Wikipedia page about who you are and what you do. Okay, awesome. So um, I am a photographer and paper illustrator, which pretty much means that I create things out of paper. Uh, and then wow. I shoot them. I mean, it, it pretty breaks down like that. I am a yep. mother of three. And do you guys see that? My light's like flashing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I don't know what's happening. Poultry guys. Okay. Anyway. Um, so mother of three and I am a wife of like 14 odd years. 
so yeah, so that's me. I started as a designer though. So I kind of like moved over. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, so there's so many different things to talk about with you and I'm, I'm trying to figure out at least from my perspective, what the, the best in route is, but, um, I'll go back to the first time that we interacted with you. It was at creative South. This is my experience and you were so welcoming. So this is the first year that we were doing anything with the podcast, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is the first event we had ever been invited to first time. No one had heard of us at, at this point. Cause we were, this was like year one. Um, on the heels of year one. So no one even really knew who we were. And you were so welcoming, so open, so friendly, and so energetic um, that you kind of set the stage for that event. But not only that event, but but for set the expectation of how we would expect people to interact with us because you were one of the very first people oh, wow. at an event that we interacted with. It was at the VIP so, the VIP dinner, I think it was, yeah, you it was. just yeah. sat down and said, Hey, who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? And it was like, Oh wait, we are people. We can talk to other you know, people. Like, yeah. Yeah, I really love that you guys see that as positive. Cause some people would be like, man, she's nosy. Oh no, it's awesome. You know? <laughs> I mean, I thought that. Oh, see, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Patrick, you know, at least well, one of you guys are honest. Well, here's the deal though. Here's the deal. Notice Patrick's first, uh, first memory of you is, Two days after that, I wasn't point. gonna point that out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that was instantly what I thought of. I was like, she talked. She was one of the first people to yeah. talk to us. At it was so no- that idea is so normal to me and not out of place. It didn't even register. Yeah. Now three people holding iPhones up with their lights on and someone standing on furniture to snap a photo more memorable. So but let me let me cycle this I back into the yeah. question. Then let's get this back on okay. track at least for a moment. Um, Okay. Is that something that is in like ingrained in you inherently in you, or is that something you've had to develop uh, in your personality? Oh, dude, that's definitely something I have developed. I uh, I suffer from like crippling anxiety, um, and so it's one of those things, though. So, like, I've been in uh, I've been in counseling situations for a really long time for me specifically, but yeah. then also have have turned the tables and done that now for or for teenagers specifically for the past four years. And I mean, more than that, but extensively for the past four years. And one of the things that I'm learning is that I'm not alone. That like, generally speaking, in every social situation, like people will feel like they don't belong or they don't know what to say or whatever. And at that that juncture, I'm like, well, if we all think that we suck at it, like I'll be the first person who at least like breaks the ice. And then at that point, I'll make that other person feel comfortable. So yeah, so it's definitely something I've developed. And I can I can understand how some people might be intimidated by it, but for I would say probably the 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 bulk of the people, and I can speak for us because the three of us equal a bulk of people. Um, <laughs> that it, it it the icebreaker makes it brings down the walls yeah. and allows mm-hmm. you to experience people and be around people and not just be at an event because an event by itself can be very intimidating. Sure. Um, yeah. But a friendly face and somebody who's happy and bubbly and interested in you is is helps bring that uh, bring that into um, a comfort level, so you can actually be who you are and enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's really easy for people to talk about themselves too. So that's the that's the good news is that if I go into that situation, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to say because it's all really asking about them. Yeah. So the pressure was on you guys. I see. <laughs> it's all ploy. <laughs> so. So I want to uh, 
to jump into some of your work, and I've, I've been saving this comment, um, but you're doing a lot of work with papercraft now, and, yes. or at least like the work that I'm that I'm seeing latest on uh, your site and your Instagram and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, but the way that and you've you've always uh, worked with light in a very uh, in a way that's in the forefront, and mm-hmm. so the the work that uh, I'm seeing now. Some of the pieces trick me into believing it's like a 3D rendered yes. object, and it's actually papercraft and light. Um, so, c- can you maybe do a better job explaining these pieces and like where this is coming from? Yeah, totally. Um, so, I think it all comes from. Gosh, I, I feel like I've, there's so many different ways that I could answer that question. Um, so, I really like to do still life, and I really like to do. Uh, like conceptual or abstract ideation around the art that I create, right? Like I'm, there's some people who are like paper illustrators and they are like, um, here's a hamburger or here's a donut made out of paper. You know what I mean? It's like the end product is the fact that it's made out of paper and it's donut where it's like, I like to take the paper and I like to infuse a story within it using atmospheric elements. So sometimes I'll put fog in there. Sometimes I'll put, you know, like I did something today that had like a bubble in it, um, like a legit, you know, like blew it out of a wand thing, bubble. Um, so I love, and there's like this aerosol spray, Luke. I know you're a photographer. Mm-hmm. I don't think you talk about that. I often don't ever at talk all. about it. On the sh- yeah. Okay. So everybody, we, we shame him out of it. We don't want to talk. <laughs> <about it. laughs> yeah. So I remember back to Creative South, Luke and I made this pact. Really, I made it to Luke and, and have failed that I would use a white card, and I still don't. So come on. Um, <laughs> so okay, hold on. Before we get any farther, we had a we like you were the connection. Honestly, and this is this is real. You were the connection for me for Creative South because we connected as photographers, and it was like I'm going. I was going for the podcast, but I was going to a design conference. So I was like, I don't. I'm not on the level with any of these people. Like I can appreciate everything they do, but I don't do any of that. And then like one of the very first people I meet is you and your photographer. And, and you're, you know, you were doing a lot of lifestyle stuff at that point, I think. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is my people. This is like, I have met my people. And then, you know, we hit it off and we did, you know, you we were just talking about work and, and process and different things and like, I think we talked a couple times throughout that year and it just, it was one of those like connections that really like pulled me into the community better than just the three of us going and being part of it. You know what I mean? It, it, it gave some individ- individuality to that group. Yeah. And so thank you for that. Um, oh, you're welcome. But okay. Go back to what Use Patrick was talking cards. about. Okay. All that said, use a white card, dang it. You can do it. You can do it. I I believe in you. Um, So anyway, so so I love light. Whenever I was a lifestyle photographer or whenever I I started out, I always used light because I love to sculpt it. And so I like light being part of the narrative of what I'm doing. So so because of that, I always try to choose atmospheric things that will capture the light. So I have this aerosol spray that's like fog and you can spray it and it goes whoosh, and you, the light is captured a little bit better. Um, so anyway, so, but there is a lot of digital painting that happens, um, largely because my paper crafting skills, I mean, I suck at math, so I get it just <laughs> as much as I need to in order to like 
retouch it because my uh-huh. retouching skills is way better than my my paper engineering skills. Mm. Um, so I think it's because it is this mix of like real, but then also like highly retouched. It has this like three D render yeah. feel. Yeah, it's that like it's sense. like hyper real. Is kind yeah. of the the way that I would describe it. It's really good. Like, so yes. I, fo- I I follow you. Um, I follow you on Instagram, but because of the um, or social media, whatever it is, I don't know if it's Instagram or Facebook, but because of the algorithms, I don't often see your stuff. Doesn't pop up on my my stuff very regularly. Um, but I'm like going to. I'm at your site right now, and I'm like, why didn't I? Why haven't I seen this? Why haven't I seen this? Why haven't I seen this? This the the particular piece that I'm in love with is the stay on the ball um, yes. piece that you did. I think for me, it, it's uh, it's it's these it's just these two legs in like converse high tops um, with the the striped tube socks, and it's it's someone kind of like balancing or rolling on a big red ball on the on a sidewalk. And for me, it, mm-hmm. it's reminiscent of like playful kid fun stuff, but it also takes me to like the entire Leica universe. Um, with, you know, like the production company, like, uh, who does like Kubo and, uh, box trolls and those kind of things. And it, and it just brings me into this world that just makes me happy. Um, That's cool. and it's, it's all done. I mean, it's, it's photograph. I mean, it's been retouched, yeah. but it's a photograph and I love that so, so much. Yeah. I love that. So that specific thing. Um, so John Oates, who is a illustrator, he's a brand designer, but he illustrated that. Um, and so then I took that and I kind of ran with it. Like, like, all right, if I was going to make this, obviously I did, uh, what textures, how would I capture that texture on, you know, using paper or how would I create all that? So that's actually a mix of polymer clay, um, and paper. Super Uh, good. Gotcha. Okay. So I want to, can we take a step back and just say, where did papercraft come from? Like, how do you go from photography to papercraft? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so I used to do the photography for Super Team Deluxe, uh-huh. uh, which is the brainchild of uh, Raji King and Justin Mazel. Um, and you know they have these. Yeah, yeah. Let people enjoy things. It's yeah, exactly. Um, and so when you're doing product photography, you know it's like you kind of have to shrink it down to lapel size because if that that pen is so small, it's not like you can like put it with a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Um, and I always wanted to get into set design, but it's not like I have like a huge warehouse and I, and a copious amount of information about wood or gluing or sure. saws or any of that. Um, so I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just make it small and I'll just do paper. And then Raji and Justin approached me. And then at that point I was like, all right, yeah, I'm in. And so at that point it just snowballed. Nice. It's so good. I want to go, I, mean, I want to go, um, into the world of your paper craft. Like when I look at it, everything about it just take, takes me into this place because I, it, it all has a playful sensibility to it. But at the same time, when you realize that it's that it's a very real and tangible thing and not just renderings yeah. of things, it makes it like your creative south, um, your creative south post that you did the with campsite, like, the, the setup. campsite with the trees and the tent. It's, I mean, that's that's the world. If I could choose a world to live in, it would be that. Like that's it would be that yeah can uh, okay yeah, absolutely can we talk about the studio hours piece because you posted a lot if I remember correctly you posted a lot of Instagram photos leading up to this shot of just process stuff the way you have the light playing off the computer screen is so good 
So maybe just talk a little bit about the practical setup of that shot to get it. Because, I, I mean, I know you said you do oh, a lot wow. of retouching, but it's really spot on, light-wise. Okay. I'm going to, so I, there's two different studio hours that I uh, shot. The conceptual one. Yeah. The, okay, so is this blue. the one that's a GIF, or is the one that with the blue? The blue. Um, it's just the, the blue, blue with the red chair. The, yeah. Okay, sweet, yeah. Uh, so I use, for my paper crafting, I use these small little LED lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much just a composite image of three different, I think I did three different images there, where it's like I had one light kind of up top, and then one light, you know, did a little um, snoot, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I know you, I, Luke, I know you know what I'm talking I'm like, about. Um, snoot? I, I, got, I got nothing. Yeah, so uh, so what a snoot is, is, is this little, like, funnel of a light kind of thing where it, it narrows down the, down the beam. It. it focuses, okay. yeah, it focuses light. So therefore it's like I had one where it kind of reflected off of that. Um, so it's a composite of a couple of different images in order to create it. So good. Do you guys want to see one of my, uh, I have, I have yes. the flea cause I throw these yeah. things away. Yes. Answer. Yes. So I have the flea. Well, what are you going to do with a whole bunch of papers? Send it to me. (laughs) That seems like a really easy, obvious answer. Yeah, just so the flea is what you're using. Well, I know that I've seen this. That's with Ben Stafford. uh, Ben's yes, the artwork for Manual Focus episode. That was fun. Yeah, you can't really see it because the microphone is. I wish our viewers could see this, um, the non like lit and finished version of it, because it's just blue paper, like layered. Hey, that's really good. That's awesome. And yeah. I, I think okay. So here's what I think, and I, I know we're spending a ton of time on the paper craft stuff, and we'll move into some of the other stuff because this is not all you do. You do yeah, so many no. other things. You know but, what? I love paper stuff, okay. so I'm down. But I think what's different about your paper stuff that's intriguing to me is a lot of paper craft lives in the two dimensional world where it's just stacking layers and layers and layers, and mm-hmm. that's great, and that's all well and good, and it gives a somewhat three dimensional or two and a half dimensional effect, and that's great. Yours is not that. Yours lives in the three-dimensional world. So you're actually sculpting with paper. It's not just yes. cutting out paper and layering it and pasting it. It is – these are full-on paper sculptures. So what makes exactly. you decide to well, go that direction? Because of the light. I mean, in order, to, in order for the light to manipulate around it or to show form and depth, it has to be a 3D – element right in order for those atmospheric things also to like flow around it uh so yeah so it's all really because i have a love affair with light i think i mean that is why i love photography Mm -hmm. i i love light and i love manipulating it i love telling it to do what i want it to do and it it does it you know um so (laughs) oh man (laughs) so yeah so i i just i love it i love light so let's uh, so the two pieces you just showed the flea and then also the 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 girl I don't know if you have a name for it but um oh, yeah. both of those oh, pieces the plug yeah both of those pieces I know have been the cover art for the last two episodes of Manual Focus one with Emily Carlton and we've talked to Emily Carlton before she does all the uh, the sketching notes Sketch. which is yeah. really cool mm-hmm. and then and then also yeah. Ben Stafford we have a, a hot seat of Ben Stafford a hot hot seat. I've been staffed. It is a hot, hot seat. H A W T. 
a hot seat. But both of those are part of manual focus. And in my understanding, so we talked a bit at this past year, this this last uh, Creative South, when uh, you and I, I think, talked for maybe about an hour, and uh, you were kind of detailing manual focus. This is kind of a, uh, uh, a, a, a newer calling of yours. So maybe uh, for people that don't know, kind of give the overview of what manual focus is. I think that's a good place to start. And then, and then okay. what that was birthed out of. Okay, sweet. So manual focus is where I talk to a Christian creative and they share a lesson that God has taught them. So Emily Carlton has been on there. Uh, ben Stafford has been on there. Matt D. Smith, he's going to be on there um, in June. And Dan Lee with Dan John Words, he's going to be on there in July. So it's a monthly podcast. Okay. And what, so where did that come from? Because this is an idea that you've had for several years, but it's not an idea that you started mm -hmm. acting on to, until recently. Exactly. Um, so that it was birthed out of Circles Conference 2015, uh, which I think that happened in September, October. And I was really moved by Jeremy Cower. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Mm -hmm. Luke, you probably know who Jeremy Cower is. He's an amazing photographer. Yes. Um, and, and he's just like this do-good Philanthropist. Help portrait. The help portrait. Movement. Help portrait. Yep. Purpose hotels. He's doing that right now. He's he just recently did a series of um of refugees and people who hate refugees and trying to like do a portrait of them together. Like he he uses his art in such a reconciling way. Anyway, dude's amazing. So he spoke at um circles two thousand and fifteen, I believe. Uh, I think. Anyway, I remember I just cried when I met him. Like, like, hey, this is Alicia. And I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing ever. So anyway, um, and, and in there, it's like I, I had this idea of, or I had this like thing put on my heart, like start a podcast um, and, and start one that where, where people who are of faith could share what's going on in their life or like whatever lessons being taught them. Um, but who don't necessarily want to do it like over Twitter, right? Like, sure. like that's not really a platform. I mean, it's not like if anything of any persuasion or any, anything, just that's not a really the best place to put it. But anyway, um, so, but I didn't have the courage to do it. I wasn't bold. Like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like I, I was afraid to be in the crosshairs because it's very controversial. Um, and so I did start a podcast, but it was completely all about me. And it was about my, uh, it was still called Manual Focus. So, and all those old episodes are still there. So if anybody's actually interested, you know, it was yeah. like, what was the gear that I used? Or like, you know, why, uh, why Unsplash sucks? Sorry, people <laughs> who like Unsplash. Um, how I got into Stocksy and, and things like that. Um, so anyway... I ended up getting convicted towards the end of, actually, I met you guys that April of 2016, and I ended up stopping it shortly after, uh, just because it, it didn't align with the original vision. So it kind of sat dormant for two years uh, until I relaunched it uh, in March of this past year, um, 2018, so this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So let me ask you this. So um, there was a comment made before the episode, and uh, in... in uh, nothing negative, but you asked uh, a question about having something that was overtly Christian on a mm -hmm. creative platform. And, um, and so outside of this episode, so we've, we've had conversations about that before because there is a stigma that is attached 
to the idea of, of Christianity and into what I think you can pretty easily say is a, a, a um, well, I won't say that because that could sound weird, but it, it, it just, there's this assumption that you're like not as good at your craft because maybe you're, it's either tied to a, a religious thing like a church or an organization or because you're a Christian mm-hmm. automatically you're, you're kind of weird or that's something I want to stay away from. Is that um, something that that you feel compelled to uh, answer to, or or I should say it another way, how do you respond to that uh, when you meet people, or is that uh, kind of outside of the bounds of manual focus, and and that's not something that that you necessarily answer to? I think it's one of those things where, uh, and I'm sure that I'll still have that controversy, or I'll have those quote unquote haters eventually, um, but I have so many friends around me who aren't Christian. Uh, who still highly respect me. You know what I mean? They, they respect who I am. They respect what I believe. They don't, um, when I share about like, oh, I, I read this thing or, oh, I have, you know, I'm struggling and this is how I'm like dealing with it. And it's completely different than their worldview or completely different than the way that they would approach it. I have not had backlash. Yeah. You know what I mean? And pretty much what I have discovered is that actually, where there are a lot of people who, you know, probably, oh, you're a Christian and will shut you down. There's also a lot of people who aren't Christian who say, oh, you are Christian. I still love you or I love you. You know what I mean? And like, and so anyway, I guess the thing that I thought that was going to be, I was going to be discriminated against, like I'm not and and we haven't. So. Well, that's good. I mean, that's the, that's great. the, The hope is that we can all play nicely with one another, right? That's the goal. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I, th- I think it's, that's important. So in, in reference to the, the reboot, so you've just rebooted um, mm-hmm. manual focus. If you were to try to, to whittle it down into like a mission statement or a, a one liner of what story you're trying to tell with this new version of manual focus, what would you tell people? What would the elevator pitch be for this, for what they can expect if they're coming uh, into this new platform? Um, I think the overarching story is that God is enough and how he's enough for each and every one of us in our unique ways. I mean, and, and that's, and that's really it. I mean, it's like Emily talked about how like she really felt like God was telling her to, to stop her full-time gig and to go into freelance. And she was abs- she was so scared to do it, but some circumstances had happened and sh- she had to. And then therefore it was like she jumped and she, which is why I did the little jumping girl. Yeah. Um, ah. And it's like, she was, she was caught, you know, Ben Stafford, like he has health issues upon health issues, upon health issues, upon health issues. It, it's amazing. The, what the dude goes through, but you would never know it. You know what I mean? Because God is enough. And and Matt, uh, not to spoil his episode, but he talks about provision. And it's not just a financial provision, but it's it's more of a like, you know, he's had some pretty rough things happen in his life. Um, and he goes really vulnerable and shares about that. And again, enough. Yeah. Um, and it's this, we don't have to be a source of inspiration and a source of, uh, self-sufficiency. Yeah. We don't have to be. Yeah. yeah. Does that, does, does that, does that, um, theme, I'll say it that way. Does that theme affect the tone 
of the show? Does the, t- the does the show have a very serious tone all the way through, or is it an ebb and flow with lightheartedness? And because you you have that very you are a very bubbly, fun personality. Does that come through in this new show, or is this a little bit more tame and more direct? Yeah, it, you know, I kind of allow. So this is really interesting in that. Um, so in this podcast, you guys are leading me, right? You right. are leading the conversation. Sure. Yeah. In my podcast, um, I send them a PDF and they have to agree to these things on this PDF before I even put them on the show. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that this is interviewee led. So they're the one, I pretty much just set up the platform and let them roll with it. And then mm. they have questions or like, I'll have questions and we'll ping off each other. But for the most part, they are the ones who are leading the show. And so therefore it's their personality is the one that's coming across. Mm. Um, every once in a while, you know, you, we try to get lighthearted or, um, but for the most part, I mean, I mean, again, I've only done four, four, sure. yeah. you know? Um, and what I've noticed is that People have absolutely no qualms being vulnerable yeah. and transparent, and it, they're and sometimes it's really tough stuff. So it's not like they're going to laugh through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I uh, so I want to take us um, uh, into our finals. Want to be cognizant of your time. Make sure this is bite sized for everybody who's listening. Um, and plus, we know we're going to talk to you again. So any other questions that we may have, it's just going to they're just you're just going to have to wait, Patrick and Luke. All right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'll start, I'll start us off. I'm going to jump back over to the, to the paper craft for somebody who is looking to get into this, into this particular form of, of artistry. What would you say is the best, um, I'll just get real practical. What, what are the best tools and even the best paper types to, to achieve the effects that you are uh, able to pull off? Okay. That's a good question. Um, so I really enjoy paper that doesn't have a, uh, like a texture to it. Uh, early on in my super team deluxe stuff, I ended up finding this like linen laid paper that had like this ridges to it. And it was horrible. So I would do, I like recollections. It's a smooth, um, cardstock. Again, you can find it all in the like scrapbooking section at like Michael's or Hobby Lobby yeah. or whatever. Um, and I use a cricket, so, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know what that is, but it's a scrapbooking moms use it generally. So you can actually go into illustrator, do anything in vector, export it as a, uh, SVG and your cricket will cut it for you. Um, so mm. at that point, it's just a whole bunch of trial and error to make sure that you have the templates, right? Um, but y- yeah, you don't have to hand cut all of the stuff, which is oh, amazing. Man. Yeah. You just opened up a whole new world. How much? How much would someone need to invest? Not necessarily just in the cricket, but to get started into doing this. Do you think? If they ended up doing Sans Cricket, um, I would imagine fifty dollars. They need to be set up because you need a cutting mat. You need some glue. I love um, Aline's. Al- Allen's? Yeah. I don't know. Arlene. Anyway, there's a couple of different yeah. glues uh, that I use for different things. I mean, I could probably do a podcast just on adhesives. This stuff. You know? So, yeah. This? The tacky yeah, glue. that. <laughs> tacky glue. <laughs> and but for you I audio have... only listeners, you just felt it. Yep. That was for you. I did it. I was trying to include everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have the clear and then I have the fast grab. So these nice. are the two. Same brand, but different, yeah. different like uses for each. Okay. That's good. It, let me, I, I'm going to ask a question. This doesn't count as my final. I'm going to ask a question, it, and then I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I have two more. First um, question, second question. 
What it? What it? Would you say? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what? What do you say? Hold on. I want to see if Luke spits it. I mean, Andrew spits this out. Oh come on! It just came out of my nose. The eye oh, thing's back. No. Offic- officially, Coke Zero came out of my nose. Hashtag not sponsored. Okay. Oh uh, my goodness. So anyway. Hurt. Back, back to my uh, uh, poor Jewish question. Are you more of the um, – When do you research this stuff? <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. You have to cut this. You have to cut it. It's not going to get cut. I don't no, even know why not. I ask. Um, no, it's good. Do you tend to research this stuff very deeply? You made the comment you could do an entire episode about glue. And is that because you have to like understand it deeply before you can decide? Or is it more of just – grab junk off the shelf and it works and it looks good. And next time I'll grab something else and see how it turns out. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I ended up buying like $50 worth of, um, double stick tape. Cause I got like different kinds and different sizes and all this stuff. Realizing that like later on it ended up being him tape and didn't really work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just shows you like how blind I am. Like I'm just like all of it. Um, cause that's the only way you find, you know, you well, figure but, out what you I like. mean, I think that's the key though. Like, and this goes back into some of the photography stuff. You just try it. Just go and try it. Yes. Like you just have to mm-hmm. find out what doesn't work before you know what does work sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. And that's one of the things where it's like I I, uh, I work with two um, – I have two colleagues within my department and I am 10 years older than them. Um And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like I've been a photographer for 10 years and I will still iterate on the lighting pattern before the, like before Mm -hmm. the subject shows up for an hour. You know what I mean? Like, so there's no, there's no Ronco set it and forget it method. No, because light is everywhere and everything reflects light. It's, you can't, there's no set it and forget it because a different room is a different light. Even if it's the same setup. You seem angry at light. Luke, huh? he, seemed, hey, Luke, Luke he seems light. No, when you punched the hole in the wall, was it about light? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to you get trying one to punch shot. The light and he realized that yeah. it was just a wall reflecting. No, the light. I mean I think that's why it's it's a thing that is so hard to to understand and to harness as a photographer is because it it's so complex. It it changes yes. and it it's different. I love it, even with the same base ideas it can be a different thing based on where you are um okay so my question now is actually (laughs) about um it's a video you sent over uh pre-interview and it's from it's a tedx talk by carol dweck and Mm -hmm. it's uh and it's based um i imagine off of a i I, so i've watched the video but i haven't read the book the the book is uh new psychology of success or it's called mindset and uh, she has like a um a 15 minute talk uh, about the idea of believing that you can ap- improve. And she gives an example, uh, I believe it's of a, a school uh, inside the district and, and the, the difference it was made. So, can, and I know that you mentioned that this has been a really important uh, concept or, or topic to you lately. So do you mind unpacking uh, a bit about that? Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, so I'm a very self-aware person, I guess, you know what I mean? It's like, if, if there are things going on with me from an internal, like self-talk, it's like, I'm trying to figure out what is that thing? You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, ah, oh, I'm really prideful today. Like, why am I prideful? Or I'm really judgmental or I'm really, 
I'm really scared to fail at this thing. You know what I mean? It's like, I try to like pull at those threads and try to figure out like what in the world is causing all of those. And, and for the most part, for like the past, you know, however many years, uh, I've always thought that those were very individual things, very, very individual things. And it wasn't until I read this book that I realized that it was all kind of conjoined on this, this one thing. And what that one thing is a fixed mindset. So in the book, they talk about a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And the fixed mindset pretty much says that you are born with a capacity of, um, it's a limited capacity of learning or creativity or social awareness or whatever. But like you, you are this thing and, and yes, it can evolve a little bit. You know what I mean? It can kind of shape a little bit, but for the most part, this is you. This is you. Okay. Growth mindset is, uh, no, I can, I can learn, I can grow, I can get better. If I really suck at this thing, if I work hard, you know, uh, I can, I can excel and I can be the professional that I want to be. What I realized is that, uh, I grew up being told like, oh, you're smart. What ends up happening is that when parents say, oh, you're smart or, oh, you're creative, it ends up creating the standard within the, the child that at that point, everything that they have to do either validates, um, it has to legitimize this claim. And if it doesn't, then that part, then that child uh, ends up feeling that they are a failure. Mm. And so like, I was just instilled over and over and over again, like, you are smart and you are creative. And then of course I see these things that it's like, no, I'm not though. You know what I mean? Like. I failed. I'm not. Yeah. You're like, I, I can't get this. You know, like, why does it take an hour to figure out a lighting pattern? If I was smart, it wouldn't happen, blah, blah, blah. And one of the things about a fixed mindset is that like, because you always have to legitimize it, if you end up doing really great at something, then you end up getting prideful. You end up, you know, like having that superior mindset uh, and ju judgmental. But then at the same time, you're also really afraid to fail because if you fail, then at that point it's saying, no, you're not that. Um, so I, after reading this book, I was able to kind of pinpoint that that was the, the falseness that I was like living under. Um, and then at that juncture, I've like swayed myself talk to be like, this is a growing opportunity because what would happen is that I would be, there's this one paper craft is an iceberg and it's a horrible one and I don't love it whatsoever, but it took 20 hours to create and then it shouldn't have. But because I suck at math, it took 20 hours and I literally cried during it because I was like, I stopped at one juncture going like, am I worth this? Like, am I, am I good enough? Like, why am I pursuing this paper illustration if I can't even make an, an iceberg and golly gee willikers, I finished the dang thing. And like, and it was a success and it wasn't a success because it looked awesome. It was success because I made it through, but that, but that's an idea of like, I'm, I'm midway through and I think that I suck and I'm horrible and I shouldn't be this paper illustrator and it, and it would be so crippling. It, I can't even describe how crippling it would be. Um, but now since I've read the book and I understand this whole growth mindset thing, now I'm like, I'm, I'm just learning. I'm learning. And I've been able to tackle things and, and pivot ideas, uh, and, and enter into a shoot without the level of anxiety. Because it's like every single time that I would go into a shoot, I would think that I would fail. Like, this is the one that I'm going to forget everything. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, yeah. I like there's a, so there's a line in the preface, and I don't, I'll paraphrase, um, but to the talk, it says something along the lines of, is the issue that you can't or is the issue that you haven't and mm -hmm. being able to like make that separation. Um, I think that, I think that's really cool. And I, I think 
to be able to spin it that way is a uh, very important and healthy thing. So, um, Luke, I think that leaves you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, man, there's so many different sides to Alicia, so it's hard to nail down which question <laughs> to ask. Four or five, probably. Okay. Um, there's like... If okay, so if you, I, this is it's hard to figure out the right question because there's so many things I want to know. Um, if you were able to uh, go back to to the start of your career in photography, and and somebody was going to say, um, if if you were if you go back to that person and say, here's here's the main thing to focus on. Like if, if you wanted to get in all of my, my, my experience, here's what I've learned. Focus on this and I'll save you a lot of time down the road. What's that one thing maybe that you've learned in your journey of, of photography and being a, a paper illustrator and creative uh, that could maybe help that person back where you started? It would not be anything technical whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it would probably go back to that self-talk. Um, so I don't even know. Can I pull up my Twitter really quick? Yeah. Because I yeah, have an amazing. Yeah. If your identity rests in what you do, then your anxiety, stress, depression level will fluctuate with how well you think you're doing it. Mm. Um, that would be the thing that I would tell myself early on because I mean, I have been in this creative industry since 2004 Yeah, and um, I have always, the summation of my worth is always built around how well I create. Mm-hmm. Right. And so being able to divorce those two and say, no, that's, that's not it. Uh, and if I could have gotten that earlier, I feel like I would. Cause I mean, there's so many things, even, even last year that I said no to, um, because I was scared. Like I had somebody, anyway, I, I don't want to go through all cause I'll, I'll take a depression nap after this, but, um, <laughs> but it's like, I've just said no, because I was scared that I would fail or yeah. I was scared that I was going to make a fool of myself. So. That's Did you say, that? So that's really surprising to me because, um, and I say this in the most respectful, loving way possible. You seem very willing to make a fool of yourself in <laughs> social situations. Like you seem like you'd be the first person to jump on a couch or to like jump like karaoke or something like that. To gargoyle, so one might say. To go- <laughs> yeah, I, whatever that phrase could mean, it seems like you would do that. So it's funny to hear you say that that, that is actually a concern of yours because I, I would not have assumed that just based on our limited interaction. Wow. Well, I, I appreciate that. But I, I think generally, so one of the things that Luke probably can resonate with this is that as a photographer, if you may, if, if you look like an ass, <laughs> like if you look dumb, then at that point, the person that you are shooting will also feel comfortable yeah. to do something that yeah. like, that doesn't feel natural, but looks good in camera. And so that's one of the things that I have like, that has carried over out. from my photography. Like stick your neck out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like I act a fool in those social situations. So at that point, they're like, well, if that's the standard, then I'm doing then I'm, great. Yeah. Right. Then I'm good. And, that, and that's to pull this thing full circle before we close this thing out. 
That's exactly what you do in social settings, even if there's not a camera in your hand. Yeah. That's what you did for us when we first met you and what you did to embrace us and uh, make us feel comfortable. And, yeah, and to pull yeah. us into this this new thing for us, which was the conference world, which now we're very well versed in, but you were the first person to help crack that egg. So it's that exact mm-hmm. idea. So um, tell everybody where they can find uh, your work, where they can follow you, they can support you, they can give you money, whatever it is. Podcast. Tell them how they can find you. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I won't take anybody's money, so that's that's good. Um, but they can find me at Alicia Cologne on Instagram and Dribble. And Twitter uh, and aliciacolone.com. Okay. And she won't take any of your money, which is awesome. She is a giver of money, though. She is our she is one of our newest patrons supporting the show. So not only supporting the show emotionally and uh, socially, but also financially. So thank you so much for for doing that. Um, Would you mind helping us decide what our categories are next week for our master categories? I would love to, but can we change what they would be? We absolutely can. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pause on that, and we'll come right back after this because it's going to be time to draw some tokens. So the tokens portion every week is when we get to find out exactly the categories we have for the following week. We pick our topics based on those categories. Uh, Alicia, you said you have a little bit of a different idea. Let's hear what it is. Yeah, so, okay, so right now what we do is that we have toys and games, right? We have design. Art and design, yep. yes. And TV yep, and we film. Have, and TV and film. I feel, like, I feel like we could branch out. I feel like you guys have been doing that so much. I feel like we could probably do something like music. Okay. You know? Like it looks music. like we planned this, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> What's okay. another one? Uh, amusement parks. Okay. Mm. I like them. We don't have one. We'll do random. Okay, that's a good one. Calculated randomness is what will be that one. Okay. And interior design. Ooh. <laughs> so for that one, we'll put, we art, will do, put uh, art and design back in, and yeah. that's, that's what we'll, we'll use that for. Be, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Speci- so specifically design. interior design. Speci- okay. Interior. So, yes. so just to recap before we, before we pull these things interior, nope. <laughs> Music. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Amusement parks mm-hmm. and interior design. I love it. All right. I'm I'm super super I like where excited. we're going with this. I want, um, actually, uh, let me just say this. Amusement parks would be the absolute worst category for me to get. Because <laughs> I can't so, even go to them because no, I can't no, fit stop. on any of Save that for the episode when you get it. Because you're gonna inevitably going to so get, get it. That's why. We'll save you know it for the episode when you want. talk about it when uh, one of us has it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm shuffling them up. They're going to be on my desk. I can't see what they are. You give me a number between one and three. You'll be picking four. Patrick, get him out of the way. Two. You have interior design. Yes. I mean, that's my specialty. That is Dude, I'm so excited. You don't get a room looking like this without some... uh, Having someone else do it Without a wife. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Pick uh, between one and two, and you'll be picking for me. One. I get music. That means Luke. You amusement are parks. Amusement parks. Listen, here's That's the, awesome. this is the <laughs> best part. I I live close to America's roller coast, Cedar Point. Save it for the podcast, Luke. Yeah, All get right, your act it. together. Saving it. Oh man. 
I'm um, I'm on pins and needles. On depends and needles. Of depends on and needles. Depends and needles. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't. The depends that's... are to protect against the needles. <laughs> uh, you don't want needles in the depends, though. No, no, that's no, a, no. That is a hot. What was I talking about? <laughs> that's saw seven. Diapers. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I Alicia. need you just a whisper <laughs> diapers. What? Like it's a diapers. <laughs> Whispered it. Um, okay. Uh, so I don't know where we were at now. What bye. are we talking about? Oh, it's this is the sign up. This is it's the like goodbye the time. Here. I see. All right. Um, you can find Alicia at all those places. Follow her. Uh, anytime you are in the same zip code, make sure you connect with her. She's so, so fun. Please. Thank you so much for chatting Aww. with us. You can find us, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, to see all the links to all this stuff right below us. You can hit us up on mofonepodcast.com where you can find show notes and links as well as a ton of other incredible guests. This is episode 301. We've been doing this a hot minute um, and there are so hot. many talented arguably too long yeah that's you're you're not wrong um this is our last episode everybody uh but you can find so many talented people in our archive go to mf1podcast.com slash archive if you want to support the show financially like alicia just did uh you can go to patreon.com slash mf1podcast that helps us out so so much you can support us um even non-financially by going to iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing. That stuff doesn't cost any money. takes very little time, but it helps us out so, so much. Give us a like. Give us a share. Um, give us a follow, whatever it is. You can find us on all the different platforms at M of One Podcast. Uh, and as well, we are now part of the new Timed Edition. So you can go to timededition.com and check out a whole bunch of uh, really cool people and then we're also there and then um us. Yeah. Can, yeah we're there too uh <laughs> contributing to uh the stuff that we all love and we like to talk about so new content daily uh, over at timed edition you can you can check all that stuff out there um i think that's everything right now you can go to the shop go to shop.mf1podcast.com you can get shirts and hats and mugs and fun stuff like that patrick just looked to see if he was wearing a hat i want you if you're watching this on youtube <laughs> go back and watch patrick look up to see if he's wearing a hat because Hey, that's here's a hat, though. That's going to be my favorite part of the show, I think, is just seeing Patrick <laughs> check to see if he's wearing a hat. <laughs> um, but oh, Okay. Nope. All right. Here we go. Um, but uh, here's the deal. Just connect with us. You can find us at mfwpodcast.com yeah. slash family to be part of the Discord channel. Um, Alicia's there, too. So, yeah. uh Honestly, it, there's no reason to not chat with us because we're everywhere. <laughs> that's the that's really the what it, what it comes down to. If you want to connect with us, there's a way to, to do it. Just search M of One Podcast and we'll be there. Um, but we're, I think for now we're going to get out of this episode. Anybody have any uh, qualms with that? Do it. No, let's do. We we okay. ready? We're Here ready. we go. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. I'm Luke. I'm Alicia. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts. Tightly. <laughs> <laughs>